0: And welcome back from Nomad Studio, somewhere in parts unknown Tennessee. I am Steve Monopoly Olivas. And from other places, in a tiny room, a man cave in Indianapolis, he is James Tic-Tac-Toe Breakwell. James, what is going on with my room here? Can you hear me echoing like the bat cave
1: Like, what are you? Are you in an entryway there? Or what? what is that space?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm... I'm in a men's room in the subway station <laughs> right now. Journey to Studios was, uh, it underwent a little demolition by Mrs. Steve because she needed to paint this bedroom. And uh, I was also told I could not record video in her walk-in closet, so Journey <laughs> One Studio was no longer an option. And so I am in temporary housing right now. I am making way too much money to be this homeless, James, but that's kind of what I got. <laughs>
1: well, it's not podcast money, that's for sure. The real story for why he's been displaced is his wife finally listened to one of our episodes, and she got a little mad. So they got to patch up all the holes she punched in the wall. Uh, but let Steve tell you whatever story he wants. I know I know the truth.
0: Well, I hope you missed us while we were on hiatus last week. And instead of running a Best Of episode, we recorded two back-to-back just for you. And James, that doggone bacon versus sausage, I feel like you do most of the time, which <laughs> is, how the heck did I lose
1: that poll? Yeah, I, uh, I think it was the greatest upset of all time. That was David versus Goliath <laughs> there. I beat bacon. On the internet, and I don't know if I'm that oh great God. or you're that inept, but I'd like to think it was a combination <laughs> of the two—my skill and your failure—kind of met in the middle, and that's how we achieved that great moment. It's going to go down in history with, like, you know, that one—that that catch that Plexico Burris made on his helmet to beat the to beat the oh, Patriots. Nice. Yeah, I mean that's oh, that's that's what that kind of moment was to me. I mean, I was running around the house, with my arms raised in victory. My wife was looking at me funny. It was it was an exciting time. So, uh, so thank you for ah. giving me that moment by being so bad.
0: Sure. And uh, that was David Tyree, by the way, not Plexico Burris. Oh, you're right.
1: Oh, yes, it was David Tyree. Plexico <laughs> Burris, he, he made some good catches, but not the helmet catch. I Here I thought I was being all sports no, but savvy, but I had a lot of beers that night. It's been a few years, so you're right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it had nothing to do with being a Giants fan. It had more to do with hating. Hating the Patriots. You have
1: no idea in Indiana how much we hate the Patriots. My team is whichever team the Patriots are playing, pretty much. That's, that's my number one nice. team. Nice.
0: Well, all right, Tyree, somehow you pulled one out of the hat and you beat me last week. So the penalty video went up and we march on into this week and tease the topic for us. I want to hit you with a compliment that is going to at least lean into another issue that I had this week. But what is the topic going to be when we flip the quarter?
1: you know, I... I kind of feel bad. I don't have anything to drink as I say this, but our topic this week is tap water versus bottled water. I'm and I'm going to argue this totally parched, so I'm not swayed one way or the other by what I'm drinking at the time. But yeah, tap water versus bottled water. This is a this is a nice, cool topic for the summer. So let's go ahead and go and jump into the compliment because I really I really want to hear what you have to say. I, I look forward to this every week.
0: Oh well. <clears throat> So last week, we were on hiatus as both of us were traveling and out of town. And my compliment to you, James Breakwell, is when you go off the grid, when you go underground, man, you are incognito like SEAL Team 6. We were both in the same city, (laughs) out of town. And yet, radio silence. Nobody was gonna break it, because we could've done another face-to-face episode quick. But no, Breakwell tells everybody that he knows, get off social media, get off your phones, <laughs> get off your devices. We don't want him triangulating my position. I'm gonna be here without Olivas. We were both in St. Louis for several we, days. We
1: were, and I was I was tweeting with like a one-day delay so people wouldn't pin down exactly where I was. But you, <laughs> could, you could piece it together. But like by the last day, I bet we were within a block or two of each other. As on our way out of town, we stopped at the arch, and if I had to guess, you were probably at that hockey arena downtown, weren't you?
0: We we weren't at that one. Uh, we were in a, a, a suburb west of there, called uh, Saint Charles.
1: Actually, okay, that's that's a long way west of there. You were we were we were yeah. not quite in the same city. You were you were orbiting my city. I was in the nucleus of it, living it up, and you were out wow. in the in the frozen fringes. So. That's good. I'm glad to know we had a little bit of a buffer. That makes me feel safer that I was protected from you, so I gladly accept your compliment for avoiding you. And my compliment to you has to do with your penalty video. Congratulations on getting older. I mean, I can't say that I'm happy you survived another year, but you are here, and it saved me the hassle of finding another co-host. But my compliment, I guess, is really to your family. So when I was watching that penalty video, I thought, surely they're not going to smash that on his face because, uh, you know, like when they do it on the Bozo show way back in the day or anything else, it's just a pie pan filled with whipped cream. But that was an actual real cake. Like somebody took time to bake that and then they smashed it on your face. So I would like to congratulate your family for really committing to the bit. And now I have to know, was that like the birthday cake meant for you and they destroyed it? Like, please tell me there was no backup cake. That had to be it.
0: My favorite cake in the world, and as you probably remember, I'm a pie guy, not a cake guy. But I do (laughs) like a cake called a tres leches cake. And it's uh, it's sort of milky. It's kind of moist and soggy. So it's a little bit like a pie. And uh, they sell it at one of the grocery... I don't know if they have Publix grocery stores up by you. But they sell it at the Publix here. And I've never seen it anywhere else. And they went out and they got one for me. And it was a delight. I ate the whole thing just sitting there with it dripping off my face.
1: So what did they smash into you? Actually, I'll
0: tell you. I'll extend... I, I don't mean to cut you off, James. But I'll extend the story one step further. So... Because of the way it was timed out, they wanted to get me as I was taking my shower so that uh, I would just be walking up to shower. And so, at one point, my wife ordered pizza to be delivered also. And so, the way that it worked out timing-wise, because they were trying to coax me into getting downstairs, was... As soon as that thing hit my face, there was about a 10 Mississippi count after she turned off the camera and the doorbell rang, and it was a girl bringing our pizza. And I answered the door with full drippage, and my wife got that one on video, too.
1: Why did you not post that part of it?
0: Well my son kept saying, send it to Breakwell, send it to Breakwell. I'm like, he doesn't want to put both of these things up there.
1: Oh, I do. Anything that leads to your humiliation, <laughs> I want to put up there. So so the cake they ruined, did they bake that or did they buy a secondary cake just to destroy on your hideous face? No,
0: they had a secondary cake waiting in the wings for wow. me.
1: That is how did they decide I mean that, that is commitment. I've never seen someone destroy a full on cake like that. So I guess congratulations to you and to the cake world. I apologize for that horrible waste of food. I'm sure I'm sure the calories in that cake could have fed an entire village somewhere. But it's all right. This is the land of luxury. We just we just waste that stuff. So it was an exciting time. My look,
0: family's diabolical. Yes.
1: <laughs> I look I look forward to your penalty video this week after you lose that yet again, so it never you don't gets old. No, it never gets old. I'm gonna win with whichever side we get. Let's let's flip the Guam quarter of fate. Which, by the way, he almost lost after his wife went through and punched all those holes in the wall. He frantically looked around. And he couldn't find the Guam quarter of fate. Uh, I mean, that would have been uh, it. Like, really, my partner isn't Steven. This is the Guam quarter of fate. If the quarter's gone, I'm gone. So that was almost the end of the podcast. But thankfully, he found it somewhere, so we can continue.
0: Yes, it was supposed to be in the box with all the electronic equipment to do this show, and it wasn't. And everything so hurriedly got thrown into stuff, I thought, I'm never going to find it. I had a backup Bicentennial 50 Cent piece, but I did finally uncover. As soon as I told you I couldn't find it, after 20 minutes of looking, I immediately found it. Where was it? It was in a bag that was stuffed in my son's TV room, and there's all of the loose crap. If you've ever moved, you understand. You have a place where all your crap ends up, and then over time you sift through it, and that's where it was. It it was just a mess.
1: I can't believe your family doesn't recognize the importance of the Guam Quarter of Faith. They recognize the importance of humiliating you, but not the importance of the quarter. You've got some work to do over there.
0: (laughs) Diabolical, I'm telling you, man. Don't ever have a family, James. They'll turn on you. (laughs)
1: I'll keep that in mind. It might be a little late, but I'll try. All
0: right. So tap water versus bottled water. Mm -hmm. And uh, you tell me what the two sides of the coin will represent. All right.
1: Heads up, I'm arguing tap. Tails up, I'm arguing bottled.
0: All right, heads up is tap, it is up, it is down, and uh, I was told they can't see the quarter when I hold it up. It is tails, it is on Guam, so you get bottled water.
1: Well, thank goodness, because I am a man of the people, and although bottled (laughs) water can be pricey, it is the water of the people in times of crisis. You know, you get in a city and the water goes bad and they come in for the rescue, what do they do? They bring bottled water, transported from someplace safe, uh, it brings drinkable water to everybody. So if your municipality fails you, your state fails you, your country fails you, you've still got bottled water because corporate America didn't fail you. That water is there for you. Every time we go into a crisis zone anywhere, anywhere around the world, they're not digging new taps and lamb pipes. They're bringing in bottled water. What do they tell you to have handy in case of a hurricane or a tornado? They don't tell you to, to fill up a bucket of tap water and put it in the corner. No, they tell you to get bottled water. It is a survival tool. It is essential to keeping us safe. And I don't know what argument you could possibly have against bottled water. No
0: human on the face of the earth has ever been less a man of the people than James Brinkwell, by the way. And he proved it by basing his entire argument on apocalyptic kinds of events happening. Like uh, hurricanes and uh, earthquakes and zombies. Like his whole thing is based on what's going to kill us. Yes. And I'm saying, let's say we don't die. What's going <laughs> to happen then? Hmm. When I was a kid, the one thing that I'm absolutely certain of is that I didn't die. And we survived <laughs> the on tap water. <laughs> we survived on hose water. We'd be out playing all day, and somebody's mom would turn on the faucet of the hose, and uh, there'd be six, eight boys standing around sucking off of that thing. That's how we sustained life. Tap water has been around since taps have been around. I'm fairly certain the ancient Egyptians invented the faucet, and then Delta became a thing, and they invented those. And Kohler was around, <laughs> but uh, tap water is clean unless you live in Flint, Michigan, or you have some kind of Breakwellian disaster happen, but tap water is constantly available. Tap water is free, for God's sake. And if it's free. not free, it's almost free. Oh, for God's knock it off. Rich Steve Olivas
1: over of- there, the water bill is nothing to him. He just has his servant pay it for him out of his pocket change. For the rest of us, the water bill is a serious deal. I mean, over here, when somebody wants to raise the water rate by 10 bucks a month, I mean, it's a crisis. This is, we, we. Where's I'm not, the water bill every month? What? You don't have a water bill every month? What is your water bill? 60 bucks, maybe? It's rolled in with other utilities. But this month, I think all my utilities together were probably $200. Now, that's electric and water and sewage and everything all together. But to some people, that's a deal breaker. They don't all make podcast money out there, okay? Also, I filled up a pool this month, and I (laughs) kind of took a hit on there. But you don't fill a pool with bottled water that's for sure i'm sorry that i don't have the luxury of living in the richest you know suburb slash castle and in, in nashville oh but down God. here in america the water's not always safe to drink are you telling me you've never been someplace with a boil order before no never
0: oh they had script scripto It's Peridian or scripto They had some kind of bacteria in the water in Wisconsin once, but it was after I moved out. That's the only boil order I've ever heard of.
1: Yeah, we, I mean, if you get a, yeah, if you get a bad, uh, we had a bad uh, straight line winds once where I grew up in Illinois and knocked out the power for three days. And for a while it was under a a boil order. Actually, the boil order may have been unconnected. That may have been a separate disaster. We had a lot of disasters growing up. Uh, But the point was the water was never great to start with. And, uh, and after that, we had to bo- boil it for a few days. And so if you didn't have uh, bottled water, you were really out of luck. You really had to wait for that water to come through. Uh, I mean, it just not everybody has good, clean water, but everybody can purchase good, clean water from a grocery store or, or get it for free from a rescue truck or whatever. Bottled water is a lifesaver. And for everybody who doesn't have a giant 16-inch pipe stretching up to the mountains to pump in <laughs> spring water, to those of us, the common folk, The bottled water is a big deal. And also, if you, uh, especially, I'm going to include jugs of water in with the bottled water. I know for coffee makers, a lot of times uh, the water around here has lime and it gunks up coffee makers. So what people do is they take one empty one gallon milk jugs to the grocery store and they fill it up there because that water has been purified and the lime's taken out of it. And that way it doesn't ruin your coffee and it doesn't gunk up the coffee maker. Now I would think you of all people would understand the importance of going that extra mile to protect your coffee. Why do you hate coffee, Steve? I I don't understand your argument today. Wow. Wow. All right. Well, first
0: of all, you had to have a water softener in your basement if you had heavy water where you grew up, because that's the way you counteract a lot of that lime. That happens everywhere, Breakwell. And secondly, I, you didn't even have bottled water growing up. What? I know what year you were born, and it didn't get invented yet when you were five years old. So don't pretend that you were transported suddenly into the 2000s. Childhood
1: is longer alive. than one to five. I mean, I was at home till I was 18. I think somewhere in those years. I didn't move out till 2003. So yes, they had bottled water in the 2000s and the 90s, believe it or not. I mean, maybe All not, right, Mr. Maybe, Pellegrino. M- maybe you. I, what country did you grow up in? Were you like in the Eastern Bloc uh, of Europe or what? <laughs> the wall came yeah, down. Yeah, we somebody... had running water from here, artesian springs. Yes, you had to go out to the mountain and pump it with one of those hand spigots into your bucket. God, if, just,
0: if all you drank was bottled water for a year, what do you think that would cost? It would be I, it's expensive. It's an absurd argument to make.
1: But I'm, I'm saying it's in terms of what you actually put in your body, what you drink. I don't think all that many people drink straight tap water because a lot of times it just tastes funny again my town even when it what? wasn't under a crisis the water was never very good so you had to go out and pay extra for your purifier or you had to get bottled water or whatever you had to do you had to take extra steps because not everybody has good water so I'm just I'm looking out for safety I'm looking out for everybody yes it's a little more expensive but it saves the coffee maker. It saves your body from infection, from all those extra things. A uh, bottle water, it's just, it's safer. And I don't know what you have against safety. Uh,
0: a Mercedes is a little more expensive than a Toyota Yaris, <laughs> probably, too. But that doesn't make a Yaris an unsafe vehicle. It just yes, makes it, it less does. good than a Mercedes. Okay, okay. Yaris what?
1: gets in a car crash with a Mercedes. Which vehicle do you want to be in? <laughs> the Yaris explodes on him. <laughs> yeah, I know, I you just blew up your own argument. <laughs>
0: But it's not dangerous water just because it tastes bad. It's just water. All you're doing is quenching thirst and giving your body something to sustain life. Why do you got to spend $2.95 for 20 ounces of it? And by the way, it's wasteful because whoever drinks all of that water, you let it sit around and then it gets skunky because apparently if the water has any little kind of taste or smell to it, you're not going to put it in your body. So you end up throwing it away. And how many of those plastic containers are floating around killing dolphins? What do you have against dolphins, James Brakewell? What do
1: you have against recycling? There, there's those the, the entire campaigns to get you to recycle. This is a problem that has been solved, except apparently at your castle in Nashville where you just take all the plastic bottles and burn them so they, they tear down the ozone layer. Uh, but again, those bad tastes, your your sense of taste developed to help protect you. When something tastes awful, it makes you gag, it makes you spit it out. Would you honestly go to your child if he said, Boy, this water tastes funny and it smells bad too? you said, ah, just chug a few gallons. It's okay. No, you tell him, Don't drink the water. I'll get you some bottled water to protect you. That's what it's for. It's it's for those times when the when the tap water isn't is not safe. And there are all kinds of things that could be wrong with water. Even even well water wherever you are. I mean, if you're out in the country, sometimes you get runoff from hog farms and things. It gets into the aquifer, it gets oh. into the wells. I mean, it's just you, you, you really should never be without some form of bottled water or equivalent purified water uh, to get that out of there. I'm just just thinking of your health. I mean, I might not be particularly happy that you're still alive, Steve, but I'm not rooting for you to die either. I'm in more of a a neutral position. And so if you would, please keep some bottled water on hand so you at least don't die from water poisoning. Maybe let the bacon fat kill you, but not the water. Not the water, Steve. (laughs) Well, James
0: Rockefeller Breakwell apparently can just go out willy-nilly and spend whatever he wants on this water because what else it's going to do, James? You might as well cover your children in bubble wrap for the rest of their lives. What tap water does is it builds an immune system, man. We don't get sick because we played in dirt. We ate dirt for God's sake. We drank out of garden hoses. We would spit at each other. We would punch. We would kick. And we survive. The children nowadays. What's going to happen to them when they grow up? If the desani factory goes up in flames, they're not going to know what to drink. They'll all be drinking Monster and Amp and Red Bull, this, and then they'll all be crazy and this, go nuts. And the zombie apocalypse will begin.
1: Just, just to be clear, you you say I'm worried about apocalyptic scenarios, and you just suggested that the water factory <laughs> might burn down. That's that's where we're at. Of this course. argument. If only there were some substance on hand that could extinguish this blaze. <laughs> Oh, yeah. But I didn't, I'm not a scientist.
0: Well, all
1: right. <laughs> also, I want to come back to something you said a minute ago. I was so dumbfounded. I didn't even yeah. know how to respond. You said <laughs> water goes skunky when you open it. What kind of water yes! are you drinking? What did you bottle up? Like They just give you cans of sludge. I mean, water is water. It's existed for millions of years most of the time in, in that chemical form after being broken down and ex- evaporated and all of that. Uh yeah, it doesn't go bad. It's water. You open up that bottle of water, it might get warm, but it's not going to go skunky. And if it goes skunky, you're drinking tap water and there's something funny in there uh, that they've added. You I mean, think about it, it's even a tactic of war going back to the Middle Ages or maybe beyond. What do you do if you're going to go attack a village and siege it out? you got to poison the wells so they can't hold out. But if you got bottled water, you're safe. You can win that fight. If they had, uh, you know, if they had bottled water in in uh, in Constantinople, it'd still be Constantinople and not Istanbul. You see, see how that works? The, uh, it could have held off the it could have held off the Ottoman Empire. What do you have? What do you have against the uh, the old Roman Empire, Steve? What do you have against it? <laughs> I hate it.
0: I hate it with the burning white hat intensity of a thousand suns. But James, if war ever happens We're not going to know how to fight If our children are raised on <laughs> bottled water They're going to run in circles Staring at the sun, not knowing what to do We've got to toughen them up We've got to get those immune systems pumping So that we don't have the super bacteria That just grows and grows And it will probably at some point Get into the water bottles Because those water bottles are filled with a garden hose From a tap in New Jersey somewhere <laughs> Before they get sent on the trucks Out have to Indiana So think about that
1: There is a picture of a mountain stream on the bottle. Packaging can't lie to you, Steve. Come on. There are laws in place. If I see a picture of the mountain stream on there, I'm going to assume some elf went and hand dipped that bottle of water in there and filled it up for my drinking pleasure. That's exactly how it happened, and they probably purified it a little too. I'll tell you what's not in there is all of the extra calcium and lime and and sewage runoff and everything else that gets in the water supply around here. Again, you know, I, I grew up where the water was bad. We had to have water purifiers on hand. We had to have some bottled water in reserve, and I grew up to be the man I am today. Clearly, that's the right route. If you were out there drinking from a hose, I think that is exhibit A on how you should not live your life. Look at your future people. This is why we put this podcast on video. You can see right now with your own eyes the withered effects of of a lifetime of tap water. I mean, honestly, he looks worse without a cake smash on his face, and that's really saying something. Don't let tap water happen to you. Stick to the bottled water
0: roll the dice so people know how to vote for a guy who drinks elf whiz which is James Breakwell or a guy who will be healthy for the rest of his life because he drank garden hose water Stay Olivas
1: alright so if you want to vote for me and bottled water and the safety of your elf children in the future it's 43 probably a little elf earwax drops in there too I'm just saying yeah, those, those elves are very hygienic for your information. They, they only hire the best ones, the ones who got fired from the Keebler factory. All right, you are 96. Wait, what are you? 43.
0: Oh, I'm not even
1: listening. What? Well, what what's new there? <laughs> if you were listening, you would have changed sides 10 minutes ago. And if you want to throw away your vote, I can't even roll this on a flat surface. If you want to throw away your vote, vote for 27. So there you have it. 43 for me, 96 for Steve, 27 for the garbage vote or the other random vote to catch you. I can't tell you how many people tell me every week. I don't understand why are there codes. Somebody actually on Facebook the other day messaged me. They're like, I think this is broken. Just so you know, when I go to vote, I just see some numbers. Just wanted you to know this was happening in case it's happening to other people. So the system is working. We are catching the cheaters who are trying to skip the podcast and just vote. We are protecting you, the listeners, so your votes count more. So only you know the secret to doom sh- uh, Steve to another another week of shame. So do your work. Let's humiliate him, and, uh, and we'll move on with our lives.
0: Why are you still rolling dice in the background while you're talking?
1: I toss them in the container because I clean up after myself because I am a responsible adult. Now, you're living over there in a construction uh. zone, so you wouldn't know what that is. But basically, <laughs> I lead a very clean existence over here, and I drink bottled water, and don't you forget that.
0: That's, you're one of those hyperactive kids that grew up with bottled water <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> All right, tell a friend, tell a, an, an ex-lover of yours, if everybody brings one person into this podcast, we <laughs> double up every week. And if you take a penny and double it every day for a month, you're a millionaire by the 31st. So tell a friend, tell somebody to listen to Wrong and Wronger on SoundCloud, on iTunes, Podcast Addicts, Spotify now, and James Breakwell's personal favorite, Stitcher Radio, the app that lets you listen to me in double time. And that gives you twice the olivas because you can jam (laughs) two episodes into the time frame of one.
1: Yeah, what are you, you laughing
0: at that for?
1: Well, I, you get through Steve twice as fast, so you can get twice as much of me. That's how I would have phrased that. But if you want to make sure nobody <laughs> listens, by all means emphasize the part where you're talking and yeah, you know, we'll see. We'll see how our numbers go <laughs> after that.
0: All right, and don't forget to subscribe, because without your votes and your subscriptions, we die. And you don't want us to be smited by whatever deity you worship. So get somebody listening, listen to us, and subscribe. And James, let's get out of here. Until next week, this is Steve Olivas, Dr. Steve, for James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell, saying thanks for listening and thanks for watching. And remember, until we come up with a better exit line, two wrongs can make a right.